What's up, everyone? I'm Kaitha. And I'm Kelly. And welcome back to Letters to Me podcast, episode three, Open When Healing is the Only Option. Today, we are deep diving into forgiveness, into insecurity. And I know when most people think healing, you think healing from the relationship, but it's healing you in the relationship, healing the insecurity that you felt in that relationship and things that you don't want to bring forward with you. And this is a really good one. Mm -hmm. So sit back, find a comfy seat, get your glass of water and just enjoy the talk. Fuck, I messed it up. (laughs) You have to leave that. You have to leave that. That is so good. Guys, I meant this one. Hold on. Much better. I feel like the best place to start this is with kind of what I was like thinking the other night. I was creeping on myself on Instagram and like scrolling through all of my old pictures and kind of just trying to see who I used to be and like how far I've come and just like all of these different things. And I came to this realization that I almost don't know the girl in the pictures that like used to be there so much so that like I really am a different person. And I was like freaked out by it for a second. I was like, I don't remember the way I used to feel. And it's... I was really, really freaked out by it so much so that I called my friend. I was like, do I need to make a like a therapy appointment? Like, am I blocking things out? Is this a motherfucking trauma response? But like the reality is, is I've healed my relationship with my younger self. And for a long time, I hated myself and I didn't understand why I did things and I acted so unbelievably out of character so many times that I had no direction and no idea of who I even was and so just figuring that out I didn't even know you had to heal a relationship with yourself this is what I was just telling Katha that like so many people you mourn your relationship so like you have your ex-boyfriend and you mourned that relationship you understand that you two are two different people and maybe you didn't grow in the exact same direction and now you understand that and you're like it was great. We like grew with each other in the time being. Like I really enjoyed the time and I am healed from that relationship. Like I no longer, right, you said you don't, you're not angry at him anymore. You're not resentful at all. So you let go of that. But then I turned and I asked Keith and I was like, yeah, but did you ever heal the way you felt during that relationship? Because so many people are so focused on what did he do? And it's one thing to be like, okay, yeah, I understand it takes two people. I probably wasn't the greatest of all time, but healing the insecurity that lived in your relationship. Right. I, uh, yeah, I'm like over here thinking I'm healed and I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to take on the world and everything. And Kelly's like, well, what about you? I'm like, what do you mean? What about me? Well, I just think of it because it's adorable. It's very cute. Oh, my God. It's cute to me because (laughs) Kate is always like, I want to be in a relationship so badly. I'm so excited to be in a relationship. And I'm over here like, fuck yeah, you want to be in a relationship. This is great. But then, right, the reality is, is like when you dig deep enough in it, you almost want to be not afraid of entering a relationship, but like it's a challenge and it's a new path that you're taking. And like you want to make sure that you – dealt with the things that you needed to deal with not that you needed to fix or forgive or whatever but like 
did you like what flaws did you notice in your relationship yeah and from, i'm from you not from him yeah so obviously it's really easy to pinpoint okay what did they do wrong you know there i'm sure there are some things that you're like well maybe i could have handled this a little bit better but that's a very surface level um argument or problem in a relationship but for me you know right before the podcast kelly was kind of talking to me and she was like well you know why did you do this or why did you allow yourself to stay when you know you should have left or whatever the case may be and um that's when I realized okay maybe yes I did heal from my first really long relationship but I really just didn't heal myself and now that's recurring in my other relationships with people and so obviously that thing is I don't see my worth like I was telling Kelly whenever I get into a relationship or like my the guys that I have dated I always felt like they were the catch and they were better than me and they deserved more and so I typically kind of knocked down my boundaries to fit with theirs or I you know I didn't stay true to my values and who I was because I was so convinced that they were doing it the right way and I needed a change for them. I feel like a lot of young girls identify with this. I feel like it's a lot more often you hear of a girl who changes or just doesn't feel worthy of the relationship you'll see like the most drop dead beautiful girl and she just doesn't think that she's worthy of anything and you see it happen a lot that like you get taken advantage of and people I'm not saying it's all men or all women or everybody by any means but people sometimes look at insecurities in other people and view it as an opportunity yeah, and I don't even think some people do that maliciously. Not at all, no. But it's a it's a power thing. You know, you want, a lot of people want control. Right. And, like, it makes you feel important when someone else changes something that they said that they would never change. You're like, oh, damn, maybe, like, maybe I am really that good. Dang. I never thought about that. Yeah. I'm over here, like, replaying some stuff, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's so true. It's so true. Because it's like my last relationship was very much, I was so ready to change my entire life and the way that I viewed everything for this one guy. Because he fully convinced me that I was not living my life the correct way and I wasn't living the truth. Right. So he gave you what his view of it was. And that's what I was asking Keitha is why did you not stick to your word like you went into it at first and you were like I have these boundaries I understand this and I'm like what in you allowed yourself to lower that barrier I think it all goes back to the worth in myself because clearly we have boundaries like hey I was very straightforward with like I'm not sure if I am ready to do this or whatever it may be but very quickly that was diminished with words from him and with actions and I'm like well you know what maybe I am and so I think Kelly was saying too like instead of um there was a question and it was like from your previous relationships you know what are some things you are going to avoid or what are some things that you're going to look for in a different person and so Kelly was like okay Kate instead of maybe saying I don't want someone who does this I don't want someone who is manipulative so instead of looking at like that think about you I don't want to feel insecure in the relationship. I don't want to feel like I'm belittled. Right. I don't want to, the way I view it, right, is take full responsibility for your actions in that relationship. So 
instantly if a man ever did something that made me feel insecure and I choose to stay with him and my insecurity grows larger and larger and I become more insecure, that's on me. Because you make the conscious decision to stay. Exactly. It is all on you. We can blame other people as much as we want and saying, well, I stayed because he's super manipulative. Okay, why did you let him manipulate you? What about you did you not believe in? But it's also important to understand, we talk a lot about like first loves. And it is so important, Kate and I were also just talking about this, that dating is practice. You have to date people to learn these lessons. You have to date people to make mistakes. You need to fuck up. But that's exactly what I was telling her is like so many people view it as, oh, I need to go out there and find the right person. And so you date a bunch of people and you're like, yeah, I like this quality about this guy and this one about this one. So like I'll find a guy who's a happy medium and in between. And I'm like, identify you in that relationship. Like if it weren't for my first relationship, I would not know the like I was presented with every single insecurity and every single like toxic trait I had no idea possessed I had the same mindset as you when I like first went into it I was like I'm literally going to do nothing wrong because I'm so head over heels in love with this person I can't imagine not being perfect for them and it just brought out so many insecurities in me and I look at it now and even after the relationship ended for like two years I was so angry at myself I was so upset that I forgave him so many times and I was so upset that I wasn't more confident and I was so upset. Like, that's also what's important to realize is like, forgive yourself for not knowing. Mm -hmm. You have to go through these relationships and you have to go through these experiences to learn. And then it's about taking what you learned and then putting that into practice. And yeah, I'm sure it's still going to fail and you're still going to find a hundred more insecurities and a hundred more things you need to heal about yourself. But that's the point is it's practice. And so don't be upset with yourself if you're a, like you've dropped your boundaries. Like forgive yourself. Be like in that moment, I did not know better, but I know better now. Right. And you're you're aware. And the most important thing is, is like once you are aware, you make the conscious decision and the effort to put that into practice. And when that situation comes up or when you feel that feeling and you're like, oh, here it comes again, like should I be feeling this way? We were talking in the car. It's like, sometimes you have to tell yourself, no, you have to give yourself boundaries. And as much as it sucks, like you have to respect yourself enough to know when it is time. Yeah. And it takes practice and it's a direct form of self-love. And it's also one of those things that the more you heal these insecurities within yourself, the quicker you'll be able to pick up on situations that you shouldn't be entering. Yeah, and so what would you say was, so I know my insecurity is like I don't see my worth, and so Kelly and I, you love you love without boundaries when that happens, and so it's not that you are afraid to love again or whatever that may be. It's like, no, you're going to have that feeling again, but it's going to feel different because you're going to love with boundaries and not boundaries from the other person. You're not going to say, hey, you can't do this. I want you to do this. It's going to say, no, I love myself and respect myself to recognize what my boundaries are in myself right and if that person loves you and if that person respects you they're not going to make you feel that way and if they do you're going to talk about it recognize it they're going to understand and hopefully fix it that's something that I feel like I'll I say it a lot where I'm like oh I will never love somebody that way again and it's so true and so many people are so quick to be like oh don't say that you'll find love again and I'm like no I know I'll find love again but it's exactly what Katha was saying is now 
I know myself. I learned my own behavior to the point where I will never let myself write love without boundaries and love without being healed because I've done the hurting other people because I wasn't healed and I had no idea. And so what was that? So now you're healed and you feel like you're at peace with yourself right now. Let's sit back for a second because I always say it's not a destination. It's a, we're working on it. It's a forever work in progress. Yes, but compared to where you used to be, you're in a very different place right now. And like you're saying, it's, it's a foreign feeling and it feels very awkward for you. Absolutely. And so what would what was your insecurity that you, you feel like you're healed from now? I'm the exact same as you. My entire, I literally spent three years in therapy and every time we got to the root of the problem, the root of the problem was that I am not enough and therefore I am not worthy of love. Mm-hmm. And so the constant... I am not enough, and he is getting all this attention from all of these different girls who are way more beautiful than I am, and they are smarter than I am, and they can have a conversation better than I can, and they make more money than I do, and, like, it just truly stemmed every single thing from me not being enough. Like, I was the girl who looked at, like, through all of his followers, and I was like, these girls are beautiful. And he's liking their bikini pictures. So now do I need to post bikini? And so like when you start doing things, because I was like, so if he likes pictures of girls in bikinis and I post a picture in a bikini, he will like me. Mm. Like, or he will like my picture. Or he will think more of me. And when you start actions like I don't even I can't even think of it but when you start changing direct actions that are you for someone else you're already in the cycle of losing yourself because you're not you yeah and that that right there is it I went from I'm scrolling down my Instagram looking at this I posted every single picture for him I posted every single picture for outside validation And maybe nobody else can see it, but I see a line in my Instagram where I stopped posting for him. I stopped posting for other people and I started posting because it was for me and it made me feel good and it made me happy. And I learned to do things for me and I didn't know how to do that before. And that to me is what being healed is, is I stopped needing him to tell me I was enough. And it, I fucked up a few times. Like, I let other men, maybe not as deeply as he did, but. Well, yeah, you were saying in the car, because obviously we talk about this stuff all the time. And I played this song for Kelly, and I was like, Kelly, this song kind of reminds me of you. And it's the song is called The Fixer. And she was like, that was, you know, like more so 19-year-old me, where I tried to fix everyone, everything. And she was like, but. With my, my last relationship, as soon as I recognized that this person needed to be fixed, I left. I dipped so fast. Because you set boundaries for yourself. Yeah. And, and you respected those. Truly. And I would have, because Katha was saying, it. the song had basically went on to say, like, you would do anything for this person and it didn't matter, but the person who needed to be fixed the most was you. You as in me. And it was so right. And I just, that's why I go back and I look at these pictures and I think of me when I dated my first love. I needed to be fixed so badly. 
I was so hurt and so broken and so unhealed. And it directly showed in the relationship, not only with him, but with my friends, my family, and like most importantly, myself. Mm-hmm. All the hatred, all the I'm not enough, just like flowed out of my body. F- insecurity flowed out of me. And I didn't want to admit it for a long time because nobody wants to be the insecure girl. Nobody wants to feel that way. You want people to think you have it all together. But, like, the reality is is none of us have it all together. No. And when one thing in our life is really great, chances are something else might be might be crumbling. And that's why healing and when you're at peace, it's very much a work in, it's a work in progress. It's not a destination. It's, it's I want to say it's kind of almost a little bit like happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, happiness is a series of small moments, and I do think feeling at peace is like that. And don't misunderstand that we're saying, okay, you need to focus on yourself, and therefore you can't have anyone in your life like I'm a true believer that dating people is good it's necessary because a lot of times people mistake oh I need to love myself first for not letting any person in my life for any reason and like I won't know if I'm really healed and if I really worked through all of these things until I'm in a position that tests it Mm -hmm. and but right it's important to You can read all day. You can go to therapy all day. And until you put that shit into practice, right, and date people and have friendships and have relationships and work through things and have life experiences, you won't know if you're healed. Yeah. And it's it's like um, it's like meditation. You know, people meditate for 10 minutes out of the day. They're at peace. They are not thinking about anything. They're more self-aware. It's like, yeah, you can meditate for 10 minutes, but none of that matters until you can actually meditate in real life. Can you take what you learned about yourself in that 10 minutes and put that into practice when someone makes you angry or something bad happens? It's like, that's what meditation is for. Right. And so you need to put all of what you learned into practice in your daily life with your relationships, not just write it down in your journal and things that, oh, I need to do this and I'm going to work on this. And my gratitude, it's like that none of that matters until you are face to face with, you know, a potential, you know, boundary breaker or whatever that may be. And it goes so much further than like beyond the relationship as well. And I want to like kind of circle back to this one idea that I had. I replayed negative experiences in my head for a really, really long time. And I thought it was, oh, it's the depression talking. Oh, it's the anxiety talking. And it was me needing to understand and needing to validate these things so I replayed terrible awful things literally I wished I would stop and I like didn't I couldn't stop the thoughts in my head and for so long I was like oh my god I'm just gonna sit here and replay every mean word every every thought that you don't want to rethink of like a relationship ending or shitty when people do things to you like you get hurt like it happens and you don't need to sit there and replay that 700 times and I thought I did you're trying to understand when there is nothing to understand and you're inflicting torture on yourself you know what I I do I do that with with songs yes I the one of the I okay (laughs) Kate and I listen to really sad songs and we send sad songs 
back and forth all day long. And it's really good because sometimes I have issues with putting words to my feelings and validating them. Or it helps you just like not feel less alone. One day I was driving in the car and a sad song came on and I'm, you know, singing my heart out to it and stuff and it's fine and dandy. And then I was like, oh my God, if I continue to listen to this song, I'm going to feel fucking sad. So I switched the song. What song was it? I don't even know, but it like my, I have my song. So like my song now that brings me back to like my previous relationship is um, a little bit yours by JP Sachs or whatever. it makes me sad like it legit makes me sad because it's like that's normally it's exactly how you feel and I feel that way (laughs) and so it's really easy for me to get stuck in this loop and then it kind of like it spirals and you just get stuck do you want to hear my thought process behind why we do that why I could be so insanely wrong but I was kind of telling Katha something similar and I'll circle back to what I was telling her earlier but sadness is all you have left of that person being in your life so you keep replaying the song because that's the last feeling that you have like you can't be happy with them again but you can mourn the last feelings that you have and you feel like if you don't play that song and you don't keep reliving this sadness and keep reminding yourself of this sadness then you'll forget about them and they'll forget about you And sometimes it's hard to come to terms with the fact that, like, you're a chapter in someone else's life or they're just a chapter in your life. And, like, it, like, I, if you look, we're sitting in my room and there's a stack of books right there. I have a really hard time finishing books because you'll never be able to feel the same way that you feel when you read it the first time. So I don't like to finish books because I don't like the feeling of not being able to reread it for the first time. And it's like kind of the same idea that you don't want to shut the chapter because you don't want to stop that feel. Like you don't want to forget. You'll never have that feeling for the first time ever again and you don't want to forget so you play these sad songs because that's all you've left. So how do you close that chapter? With, I view it as memories are really great things. And it's one of those things that there's a post or a quote somewhere where it's saying like, like my phone code is my neighbor's garage code from fourth grade. And my friend texted me and was like, remember when we went on vacation and your dad would make this pasta? She's like, I make it all the time and it makes me think of that vacation. Just like there are so many, like you are a cultivation of other people stepping into your life like you it's the whole analogy of like you're the sand and like other people are going to walk through your life and like they will leave their footprints Mm -hmm. and I really 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 value like little things that I learn from other people and so I know like I will never ever forget my first love I will never forget him and I like if I can wholeheartedly say that then I don't worry about him forgetting me either So it doesn't need to be so sad. And like for so long, I made things so sad. But not everything needs to be sad. Like it's life. We don't get to hold on tight and like hope to God that they don't leave. Like things leave, things change. And like I think about it all the time. Like I miss all my high school friends so much. That doesn't mean I'm going to go back to high school. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of going back to the memory part because I had a really hard time like letting go of my last relationship and like I made this my lock screen because I was trying to help myself a little bit and maybe reading that little reminder might just you know help me feel a little bit better and so I don't know if you have you ever read my lock screen I don't think so okay so it says the sad truth is some people are only meant to be memories no matter how much you love them and want them to be more but you will heal grow and love again and someday you'll be with someone who will wonder how others could ever let you go to begin with. Period. Like, it, you just are, like, it sucks. It sucks, but, like, at the same time, it's beautiful. Like, Truly. And if you live your life and if you hold on to relationships with the idea that they're going to leave you, can you really love that person to you the max? Not at all. You have to, right, accept that things are going to hurt and you're going to be faced with insecurity and uncomfortableness and all of these things and you are going to change and deal with it or you're going to fall back in the same pattern. It really is just like, right, healing everything within you and looking at where you fucked up in your relationship and like now I'm, now I have the time to sit here and be like, okay, who do I want to be in a relationship and I was like telling Kaitha this is so many people think like right one person's better than them or whatever but like a relationship is two people who walk side by side Mm -hmm. a relationship is two parallel lines and you do not need to make that person your whole life and that person does not need to make you their whole life but it is two people who just walk side by side together because they choose to and you have to be your own individual person like a lot of people rely on others for happiness. Oh, yeah. They like they are like if you are not in, you are my happiness and that just can't be the case and that's hard and again that's that thing of you have to experience it, you have to date other people and you have to learn how to do that. Yeah, I a huge piece of healing that I knew I needed to do from my relationships was making someone my everything. Every meal I ate every post I posted every single thing I did it wasn't like like I cultivated my whole schedule around him everything I did and like now I know like that's not a way to live like I truly lost my own identity and that wasn't his fault he never asked me to do it that's where I fucked up Mm -hmm. and I take full responsibility for that and it spiraled into so many other things but it really is like it, and it only took me doing that to know that that is something that I do and something I need to be mindful of and something I need to watch out for. And I took the time to, okay, who am I? So now when I get in a relationship, I know who I am. And that way I can actively see, am I steering off course? Or am I embodying who I really am? And this person is supporting me and walking next to me while I do it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense and I was going to ask you this question a little bit earlier but we kind of like went off topic with it so my question for you is obviously people mess up people break boundaries and they're not perfect and too often I think we are so convinced that we are going to find that perfect person it's never going to happen so my question for you is if your significant other breaks a boundary and maybe they're not aware of it what do you do in that case you say oh he broke a boundary and I'm done No, absolutely not. Yeah. I think everyone gets chances. And like we were talking about, like, I ended things with 
the last guy that I was talking to because I saw too many things that he needed to personally work on and I was done playing Bob the Builder. (laughs) And so it's one of those things that like, did I possibly quit too early because I was so afraid of being Bob the Builder? I think so. But I think that also comes from practice. And that was my first attempt at that like, was your first, like, real kind of, like, big relationship after the fact, right? Yeah. And it only, like, so there you go. I have two. Then it's me acknowledging I have two extremes. One is I lay the cement foundation and build a house with my bare hands. And the other is I don't help you at all. Mm-hmm. And life is not black and white. A lot of gray in between that. There's so much gray, and I can sit in between. But as, like, far as... We talk about a lot. A lot of people see potential and will mold somebody into the potential that they see, but I don't want to be that. I don't want to look for somebody who I'm like, oh, well, your potential's great. I want somebody who sits at 100% but wants to be 110%. So you're amazing on your own. He's amazing on his own, and he's a human, so he's going to have flaws. But I want somebody because I don't – it's – 200% is a relationship. It's not Mm 50-50. I don't want a person at 50 and I don't want to be their other half. I want to be two holes. So they're human and they're going to make mistakes. And it's about sitting there, having a conversation about it. Hey, you crossed this boundary. I didn't like the way it made me feel. I would have appreciated it if you went and did this instead. Or maybe you could have talked to me in this way. Or maybe used this exact verbiage and it hurt my feelings. So bringing it up, bringing the attention, and then waiting to see if it happens again. And also notice, too, a lot of reasons why relationships fail and why people get into arguments is because, one, they use, like, very powerless, very invalidating words. So if you get in a fight with someone and they they didn't open the door for you and you say, you never open the door for me, you never kiss me, you never give me attention, that's making that other person feel really inferior and, like, super powerless and so as a person who you become more self-aware and you realize in a relationship okay it's not that he never does this so instead of approaching it in that way and Kelly was saying like okay you made me feel like this I love when you open the door for me I love how that makes me feel when you hug me it makes me feel loved do you think you can do that for me right and you can't a lot of the times people will see like my, I was talking to my friend about it, and it really bothers her that her boyfriend doesn't like to go out with her, like like to go to bars. He's a couple years older than her. He's in his late 20s, and she's in her early 20s, so they're in a little bit different places in their lives, and it really upset her that he didn't go out with her. And if she would have... She talked to him about it, and like they're totally okay with it now, but if she would have not said it soon enough and just like you let this anger build up don't assume it's your own fault if you do not bring something up that bothers you and the behavior continues right and then it's like well he should know this he should okay but does he or do you want to be the cool girl and not bring something up that could make you seem needy or make you seem whatever and it's not even that you're needy it's like hey this is a need this is a need in my relationship this makes me feel loved right so do you think you can do that for me and if they say no 
awesome i literally go i fucking love you for saying that it's not needy because it's not it's not like one needy thing for one person could be someone's bare minimum exactly and you will find that person but do not conform your expectations for another man and if somebody wants to be with you it is not needy it is not inconvenient they want to do it absolutely they want to do it to be with you yes keep in mind your boundaries in that aspect but if it's like i love when you you know if your love language is physical touch a really big thing too with relationships is you have to know someone's love languages and your love language may not be physical touch but you know my boyfriend's is physical touch so i will make a conscious effort to be more touchy and he needs to be aware that my love language is acts of service and so he needs to recognize that me doing these little things for him is how i show him i love him and that's a healthy way that's a healthy like boundary kind of conversion and if you don't get comfortable saying the way you feel and saying what you need then you your relationship is not going to succeed and that is something that i personally had to heal was speaking my mind and saying what i needed right because in my mind oh, I'm insecure, I'm needy, I'm all of these things. But like, no, that's just what I want in a relationship. And so I needed to heal the part of me that wouldn't speak up for what I wanted. And now future relationships will thrive because I'm open to communication and I know how to say things without sounding like I'm attacking somebody and I'm willing to compromise. Mm -hmm. But before it was not like that. I just would shut my mouth and then silently be angry. Yeah, you let you let everything build up. And I think we all do that a little bit because like I said, it's like you assume you think that person should know something and there are it's not black and white. There are so many gray areas. Maybe they weren't raised that way. Like my personal one thing I really like in a relationship is when a guy does open the car door for me or like pumps my gas for me. I don't know. My first relationship did that. And so that kind of established something for me. And so instead of being like, why do you never open the car door for me? Why do you never pump my gas? I'm going to say, hey. Like, I really like when you do this for me, you know, can you keep that in mind or blah, blah. And it's up to them after that. You, you communicated, you said what you needed, the ball's in their court now. Exactly. Never let a person show you that they don't want you twice. Never. And always make sure that the actions and the words align with each other. Period. But it's also, I'm going to circle back to it a hundred times, like, If you don't heal, if I didn't heal the thought of I'm not enough, then it didn't matter if the actions and words didn't align. Because you would have thought it was your fault anyways. Because I would have thought it was my fault. I would have thought, yeah, maybe when I stop crying so much or maybe when I stop, I'm air quoting around this, acting crazy, then I'll get what I want. But like, not anymore. I know, I know what I bring to the table and I refuse to settle for anything less. And it is, I'm, it's hard because I'm unrecognizable to like old me because of that. And it's one of those things like you look at somebody who is confident and you admire the fuck out of them. Like nobody admires people who get walked all over. Yeah. They feel bad for them. It's like right, pity. You, you pity them. Like you don't want to, I pity old me. Like, I literally got spit on, and it, I feel bad for old me, but at the same time, like, I forgive her for allowing all of those things to happen, because without me having no boundaries, and without me not believing that I was enough, I would never be sitting here, like, 
I'm enough. I know what I deserve. And I'll wait for it. Yeah. It would be a very toxic conversation if, if we didn't go through this. It would be like, yeah, more like older call her daddy stuff. Right. Is, we're not like that. <laughs> like it's just, I, yeah, I think everyone's so different and it's so interesting to me to watch people heal and move through things. And like, it's so like you're, we always talk about it like 19, 20, 21, 22, all the way through your twenties. Like you grow and change every single year. And like, as long as you're moving in a direction that you like, enjoy the baby steps enjoy your mistakes enjoy your fuck-ups like it will all make sense one day it will it really will and sometimes it might take years like in kelly's situation it took her a long time but she made it and she has beautiful friendships and beautiful like a relationship with herself now because of that situation and i just want to speak to any girl who is in a situation where they actively do not believe that they deserve better and like Katha said like it took me years and every single day I did not believe that I would ever heal like people said it and I was just like there's no way and it just seemed so utterly far away and like we were sitting at dinner club last night and I was sitting next to my date and I didn't realize it till this morning but I did not think about my ex-boyfriend one time and like Katha's made me high five her (laughs) and like we were drinking like we were drinking margaritas and like that to me is a very vulnerable situation just just because of my past just because of the way things would go sometimes like that's a very vulnerable situation and I loved somebody so much that I was like I would I will never be with somebody else I could never ever ever but then like I this morning I was like oh my god I didn't think of him once and like that's not a sad thing no, it's good. And for a long time, I thought it was sad. It m- hurt my heart that I could move on. But it is like, it's the chapter that I had with my ex is one of, like, I love I love him. I will always love him and it will always be my favorite chapter. And I am who I am because of him. And I could not thank him enough. But like to sit there last night and to not feel guilty and to not feel hurt and to not be actively thinking of someone else like it's so possible and I didn't know it for five years I could not picture myself having a day where I didn't think about him for five years and like it's possible and so I just want to put it out there if you feel like you will never heal like do not give up like your future self has your back it does take it day by day day by it really is just day by day and like time heals all wounds and I act like you just like lessons are so fucking cool to me and I was saying this to Katha like I am so utterly stubborn I would not have learned everything that I've learned I would not be who I am without everything that happened to me happening to me and I was presented with every insecurity in one relationship and now I get to heal all of these things and it's fucking dope yeah well I keep in mind too like you were in that relationship for a long time it was five years yeah and so again there is no timeline on healing you know someone could make you feel the way like insane in two months versus someone in you know in two years there's that saying around that but again like don't rush it do not rush healing that is the worst thing you can do and the worst thing you can do is also do not distract yourself 
Oh, it's Kaitha's adding herself. I am adding myself to it, guys. But like sometimes, and I'll give in to you a little bit on this. Sometimes distractions are okay for well, for a little while. I think it's one. Are you aware of the distraction? Right. And is it healthy, productive distraction, yes. or is it harmful, hurtful, and or hurting other people distraction? That's where it's an issue, and I don't necessarily think that I do it and then if maybe if I do I'm genuinely not aware of it until like after the fact and I'm like ooh, like what did I just do and that's a, it's a universal thing we all do it at one point in our life and again it's a lesson right it's like okay this is how I felt during that now I know next time this happens I'm not gonna do this right. and it's never normally malicious ever for most people right and it's a lesson for sure I yeah. like I like to think about healing as a lot of people think it's forgetting, but there's a quote somewhere. I'm a big quote person if you haven't already figured it out, but it's you want to be able to reread the chapter without wanting to light the pages on fire. Oh. And so like Sweet. I'm to a point where I can say everything and it doesn't work me back up to that point. And I also don't for a long time I felt so bad for myself. But like I, it's because I needed to heal these things and I needed to heal these insecurities. And I, my friend Julia was saying it to me today. She was like, I think for a while you thought you loved yourself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I did. And she was like, but it's like you now. She's like, I'm watching you. I'm hearing you like you do now. And so I, it just takes time and it takes practice and it takes, right. Like I, for so long, thought distraction and thought ignoring was healing yeah but it's being able to replay it and not get actively worked up about it absolutely and I think yeah I honestly really don't really have that much to say you just said it all you really did say it all thank you you're very welcome and I'm proud of you thank you I'm very proud of you even like when I first met you Kelly wasn't like necessarily fully healed from everything and like I feel like I got to see the very, like, closing end of that chapter, so. And it's been a fucking long time coming, and it's it's just, I'm still in shock. I still feel in sh- just truly in shock over everything, and I feel like it's cool for you to watch. Mm-hmm. It's probably the coolest for the people who saw me the whole time. Right. But, like, even just, right, to, like, being, it's just cool. It's just very cool. And think too, like it is like when you were finding love in yourself, like you, you did it alone. Like we have to do it alone, but you also have people surrounding you. And that's why I will preach this till the day that I die. It is so important to have your roots around you the whole entire time that you are mourning or healing because they will help you navigate. It's, it's the same thing as a romantic relationship, your friendships, your platonic relationships, it's not one is better than the other. You you have to be walking next to your friend the entire time. And let those people, sh- like, I actively didn't believe I was enough. But all of my platonic relationships, every single person in my life now, does not let me forget for one fucking second that I'm absolutely more than enough. Absolutely. And I never got that from a romantic relationship. And so, like, building that within myself and having the support and constant reminders from my best friends around me while I'm doing it, like, yeah, you'll fucking heal everything you need to heal when you have the support system of a fucking 
tank literally and that comes with your boundaries with yourself too like sure we were kind of talking about romantic relationships but this is the exact same thing as platonic relationship oh absolutely like a platonic relationship can be more draining than a romantic relationship (sighs) and it shouldn't be like if you have i literally talked to a girl today who has friends that are draining her and she never realized it and i'm like your energy's expensive it is it's expensive like notice how you literally sit with yourself and notice how you feel when you think about a certain friend and how you're so happy and then boom you get that one text from them and it ruins your night right and you can like actively believe that you're not enough for your friendships that you don't deserve your friends that they're better than you they're prettier than you or like for a long time I I've always just had beautiful friends like all of my friends have just always been freaking motherfucking tens and I was so insecure to like have a guy and have a guy meet my friends and then him like my friends because they're prettier than me and so like that it just goes it's every single relationship heal identify so take personal responsibility as one identify those things and heal them because every fucking relationship is based off the one with yourself period period we're ending that right there Bye, guys. (laughs) Keith is always so excited to end it so fast. But seriously, guys, thank you for tuning in. We've literally had nothing but absolute fucking love and support for this. And, like, we absolutely love it. And we want to get better for you guys. We will. And I can't wait till we actually start filming videos. And you see our facial expressions. And I'm, like, waving my hands and stuff. Keith is... When I drop bombs on Katha, her eyes get so big. It's so fun to watch. I can't wait until you guys can see it, too. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We just got to be more uh, technically technologically savvy savvy, and we are not so we love you love you bye bye